2: From the home of TV news, interviews, and reviews, this is the Custard TV Live. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the home of TV news, interviews, previews, and reviews. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website. I say it every week. And I'm joined, uh, as always, by uh, Gary in London.
3: Hello there. I had custard today, because I'm on the Custard TV Podcast
2: and Matt in the North, we talk about the best and the worst on the box, we review it, we preview it and we keep you abreast as long as we can stay abreast. Uh, on on the. I know, it's, the I know it's an TV evening news. show,
3: but I think we have to keep it above the belt before. Well, actually, that's below. Uh, that is keep, above the belt. Keep it around <laughs> the belt. Oh, no, hold on.
2: So, my TV highlight of the week was actually the finale of Channel 4's Big Ballet uh, when they realised that the, the dancer that uh, Wayne Sleep had chosen uh, to be the White Swan in his. That version of uh, Swan Lake was unable to be lifted by the male dancers, (laughs) and it took three of them to lift her.
4: Gary, were you on that? No. Oh, OK.
2: Bit of news this week. Uh, Louis Theroux's coming back to BBC Two! Um, Me and Gary spoke in great depth and with great affection about his last two documentaries um, that covered dementia and... I'm glad I remembered the Dementia one, yeah. I can't remember <laughs> what the other one was. Oh wait, the premise of these three brand new standalone documentaries, they're all going to be about um, the wackier side of Los Angeles. Louis and family have been do, living do there for a while. Do we have any
3: feeling for what they might be about? I mean, I know the sort of things yes. I think yes. about. Yes, we, I think we, about. Know, oh, we exactly know exactly what they're about. We know exactly what they're about. Go on. And you can tell me if I'm right. I think yeah. one of them will be about plastic surgery.
2: Um, No. On. No. no. Okay. But there'll
3: no. be one about some sort of, like, healthy thingy, like health kicks or something, no? No. No. Okay, what about the police? No.
4: No, there is sort of a policey one, isn't there?
3: Uh, Well, I'll I'll just break
2: it down. break it down,
4: Luke.
2: Break it down now. Like I say, three films that will offer a unique insight into the world of LA. Louie heads to one of the toughest neighborhoods in the south of the city to investigate how hundreds of neglected and often dangerous dogs roam the street or suffer maltreatment in chaotic homes that is uh, in the city of dogs in life and death sees him head to hollywood's cedar cyanide medical center i've been there but i didn't die there Oh, is this, um, this is the uh, place where they go commit suicide yeah, yeah. to experience be- experience americans the american way of death mm-hmm. a huge amount of money is spent on treatment during the last years of life and louis follows three patients as they grapple with their seemingly terminal conditions and finally in sex offenders, Louis looks at how Ca- California deals with sex offenders after release from prison. Um, so there are the three. But I think I think you're right. I think if if we didn't know what they were about, mm. I think guessing that health. Um, and what was the other thing you
3: guessed? Well, plastic surgery, because I know he. Yeah, I think he might.
2: He did that. He did. Louis you under the Night. You wouldn't have guessed yeah. dogs, would you, Gary? No, no, I don't think I dogs. would have
3: guessed dogs, but especially not dangerous dogs. But um. yeah,
2: but it's it's uh, it's just nice to have him back because we've been wondering for a while. Um, one of our favourites, um, Luther, is to be remade for Russian television. I'll be no Russian to that see
3: Vladimir it. Putin will be in the starring role.
2: No, but uh, I'd like it to. Be, I'd like to have him in. Perhaps he could play R- uh, Warren Brown's part. Yeah, that'd be good. And get shot at the end. Be an understudy.
3: Come on. No.
2: Um, House of Cards is is returning to Netflix. It already uh, has. It, well, that's what I mean, Gary. Yeah, yeah, it
3: already has. Yeah. And apparently, House of Cards this one. has well. Yeah, of, go on. Yeah. Uh, season two, uh, written and starring Kevin Spacey. Uh, has boosted Netflix, uh, subscriptions, apparently. I read some, uh, reports to say that people have been flocking back to it. Netflix don't release things episodically. They've released all 12 episodes or 13 episodes of the series in one go. And apparently the, oh. the rumors and the buzz around it has increased Netflix's audience. And which is also a key because next, this week, Lovefilm changes name to Amazon Prime to match with America. Um, and anyone who has an Amazon Prime account over here will automatically get a Love Film. What was a Love Film subscription? And apparently they're launching with some brand new titles. Well, I have
4: a Love Film subscription, so so
3: you will automatically get an Amazon Prime one. Oh, yeah. Um, it'll be just not something different. Yeah. It'll just be called Amazon Prime. And apparently they're launching some new uh, box sets that they've been hanging on to for this oh, big launch, which more is like 20... instant sort of thing. Yeah, more like instant. And I, and I, I I saw they did some. Uh, P- pilots recently, one of which was uh, yeah. about Bosch, Harry Bosch, a, a, a television. A, a yeah, they've done six Mark new Canelli. Amazon pilots recently. Yeah, I've seen some of them. And they,
4: the Rebels, Transparent, and The After, are the other
2: ones. If Anton Deck hosts Mozart in the Jungle, I would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no. no. To be fair, um, it's just Mozart.
3: Jungle, not. If, that if, oh, okay. If it's just, just if it's just, if it's just Mozart, who's going to vote him out?
2: I will vote him out. Yeah. Just very quickly, not to sound like the start of a Destiny's Child single, but question. You've yes. done that one before. Um, yeah. Have I? Uh, that's, he's recycling. That's, that's Louis Theroux's dementia setting yeah. <laughs> um, in. I don't something think it's like Louis Bro- Theroux's dementia. <laughs> <laughs> if, if something like that we love, like Broadchurch last year, uh, had arrived with all eight for us to watch. Yeah. Would you have liked to watch it? in one go, or did you like thinking about it in the week? Do you think it works, having everything on there to go back to? I
4: think you don't have the social aspects that you did with Broadchurch. I think, um, you know, there's the, there's the, the argument for both, I suppose. There's the argument that now we like to consume things all at once and we should be able to consume them when we want, but there's the argument of the anticipation building giving it that pace and giving it that, you know, week-by-week week structure. And I think that's mm. what, in a way, television strives on. So
2: I it... can't believe that people are so impatient they can't wait seven days yeah, but you can go for out a and buy, new episode. I mean, you
3: could go out and buy the box set of something. I mean, that's the, that's the only difference to that, is you have to wait for the box set because they come out traditionally later. I think it's
4: this box set culture that we live mm. in that has has made things, you know, like house of cards and the other netflix series more prevalent today and and... i mean they
3: did it it differently with breaking bad didn't they with breaking bad they did actually release it one week at a time in line with the americans yeah i i I,
4: I, I don't i i don't think we'll ever see a drop in i think we've talked about this before but i don't think we'll ever see a drop in like weekly tv and i think that yeah i think it works better with you know american shows i think with like hour-long programs i don't yeah. think it would work as well over here say if we got for example because it's starting tomorrow the new series of silk all at once
3: um, no i, I, I agree I, I mean i think I, my point of view is is that i think both are fine i i, I enjoyed broad church mainly because that anticipation built and built and mm. but that's what the show was based around i wouldn't see a problem in releasing all of Silk in one go because I don't think it's the type of series that that does that I think it would be great to be able to watch all six if I wanted to but I know that due to the way the BBC is funded that that's not going to happen but as you say with the American shows particularly when there's 24 of them mm. I don't want to wait 24 weeks you know some of those I'd like to watch in a block on a day off and then at another time you know and I think the idea of choice is better for us television viewers Right.
2: We'd, we'd love to hear your opinions on this. Uh, we will give our Twitter information out uh, l- later on, or you can uh, just get in touch via the website, Uh BBC3 have confirmed the return of two of its comedy series. Jack Whitehall, who appeared on Jonathan Ross last night, seemed to let slip that they were doing a third series of Bad education. It, it starts though.
3: filming in the summer, I'm told, after he's finished it, the US version
2: but it ha- we had not had official confirmation but I think he would know yeah um Uncle which Gary loves and Matt and I I don't know I just haven't really sat I've down with I've watched bits and
4: bobs of it but it never really sort of uh, you know it compelled can't me believe, to keep watching well,
3: can't believe I know you two
2: Uncle Series 2 is happening and finally the last bit of news Because we haven't spoken about her since the last podcast, uh, Sheridan Smith has been cast in a new three-part biopic of uh, Liverpudlian singer and TV presenter Cilla Black, uh, to be penned by Jeff Pope, who is doing everything on telly at the moment.
3: Luke, Um, when when he interviewed Sheridan Smith. Well, I did
2: last year, but this year...
3: I, I know, I, that was the chance for you to plug that
2: uh, in the podcast. Oh, yeah, go back to last year and listen to my... <laughs> but I should be heading down <laughs> to Liverpool to cover this one uh, as well. So, still, uh, uh, no confirmation when it is. is.
3: I'm what? going up to Liverpool?
2: I don't know, I am hoping they'll come to me. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, but yeah, no confirmation of an air date yet. It hasn't started filming, uh, but uh, Sheridan Smith, the star still a Black. Uh, that's the news done. Reviews and previews—they're coming. It's the Custom TV podcast.
3: Always well, sounds like you're throwing to an advert. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know, I
2: know. And now
3: a word from our sponsors. Yes, now a word from our sponsors. Get your kitchen roll here. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I, I need some excellent. Do you? I need
2: some kitchen roll. Yeah. Oh, well, when, that's Matt's, when Matt's
3: doing his bit later, I'll pop out if you want. Cheers. Yeah, I'll go and see if uh, <laughs> Mrs. McNamara's got any. Um... <laughs> I'll talk very oh, quickly. Oh, K- K- How is Mrs. Blackmaw she Yeah, she's fine. I think... saw her earlier in the week. Uh, she was yeah. making a milk in when I was going to work one morning. She... <laughs> is that a euphemism? No, not a euphemism. She actually still gets her uh, milk delivered by a milkman. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I like it, it was not a euphemism. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was fine. I. I... I haven't yet told her about her notoriety on the podcast though so I don't know quite No, a but bachelor. she
2: would be Well, how do you think she would cope with it? You know, because it's quite a big responsibility
3: I, I think her head might I think it might go to her head I I, I think she'd start yeah. producing I'm Mrs. McNamara t-shirts and stuff like that
2: I'm, Or, as I'm now going to refer to her Milky
3: Matt Mamara. Please don't. Um, <laughs> I shall talk about the second episode of an Excellent Line of Duty uh, that was on this week. Uh, particular high point this week was the uh, scene towards the end where Kiwi Hawes' character, uh, Lindsay Denton, and I only remember that. Oh, I good God, that's no, no, two I've, correct uh, names. I've got a friend called Lindsay Denton. <laughs> Although she's not anymore, that was her name before she was married. Um, wow. And uh, I thought you meant she died. No. That no, was awful. She got married. Terrible. I was worried um, about her for particularly a minute. The thing was where uh, Keely Horse's character, Lindsay Denton, <laughs> produced evidence that she'd collected on all three of the um, AC-12... Is that AC-12 or AC-10? Yeah, 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 keep going. AC-12 oh, uh, investigators, going. Which, which I think was an amazing scene, really. Well, um, they must have had a lot of fun doing that, where basically after being investigated about the, her involvement... Um, in in the in the hijacking, she then suddenly threw the turntables over to them and put them all very Turns much tables. on the spot. Turned the tables. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. She said, "Threw the turntables uh, over to them." I well, sort of she's of a DJ. DJ. Yeah. Um, He's
2: so contemporary.
3: She's scary. got a lot to do with music. She plays the piano. Um, I'm sure she lays down some fat beats. Um, Oh, good God, make it stop. Yeah, I watched the Brit Awards this week. More on that later. Uh, what did we think of this week's episode? I think after last week's great shock at the end, this was very much a, another strong episode.
4: It was more all about character development and making yeah. us question everyone. You know, Lindsay has now been painted as more... sort of very manipulative, but at the same time, you know, she, she said it, did she do what they think she did and what was her motive and obviously they've set up the big mystery for the for the next week which is who is the witness yeah. it seems to be someone that they
3: know oh. so i thought that um, was not brilliantly i was really thinking yeah. that they were going to reveal that right at the end and they would do another well, it's big shock at the end and it's of the so end. Well, it's had, so
2: annoying had, that i know sorry luke on. I'm just saying it's so annoying that I know that because mm. it was done so brilliantly. Mm. H- also, and,
4: uh, um, what was I going to say? There was another great ten-minute uh, interview scene in there—the one you were referencing with the, you know, yeah. the reversal of, of fortune flicking from. God,
2: one to Matt's eloquent tonight, isn't he? It's just every, every sentence is so well formed? He's what? reading the script, Luke.
3: Like, like. The <laughs> What with uh, Danny O'Donoghue? Yes, uh, I, uh, w- one of the strong performances I think this week was. <laughs> oh, crikey! I was doing games. <laughs> uh, Who's Mickey the lead woman? Vicky well. McClure. Thank you very Mickey much, Vicky McClure. Who's because... the lead woman? <laughs> Sorry, I knew it. I knew it. I knew come it, on, <laughs> come on, Gary. But basically, the, 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 I think it was very good because it, she was so understated in the first episode because she was out of the the. Main loop, and then she appeared later in the episode. It was part of the investigate, you know, on the team. Her switch this time from being trying to, you know, sort of uh, sort of pal up to Keeley Hawes' character to going really, really strongly after. I mean, in that interview scene that we've watched, she started off really hard, you know, and then got right taken back at her. Um, I thought she was really, really good, and I'm I've missed that. I missed that in episode one, I think. I missed my memory of the previous series was as how good Ricky McClure was in comparison to the other strong characters that we had in series one like Lenny James. I just think it's one of the
2: best shows of the year I think we're still going to be talking about this at the end Uh, line of duty all the way says our mate Lauren Jones outstanding piece of television and utterly gripped and the good thing is there's still four more I mean last year there was a sorry in 2012 there was only five episodes Mm. we'd be very nearly done by now so it's and also it's just again we spoke about this on the on the designated podcast but it was it's so nice to see the versatility of Keely Hawes She she has been playing a character on screen for a while now, and to see her do this, you can tell. I know she said at the screening you attended that she had a good time with Mm. it, and that really comes across. You could tell she's enjoying it.
4: In the last year, she has actually done. uh, She was in Ambassadors as well, so she's been doing a bit of that. Now this a bit of comedy. You know, she is broadening her sphere from you know playing
3: the glamorous. Wasn't she in a period drama as well last year? Wasn't but she's she done a fair few period dramas. A fair period yeah, dramas. she's I showing how versatile she really yeah, is. So. Yeah.
2: But just the scripts are so good. The characters are mm. just so brilliantly drawn. I, th- and, I, think, um, but I,
3: th- I think we're going to be talking about this one every week that it's on. Mm. And in our review Like we did with Broadway really so yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. But I, I think as well, it's it's not one of the... To go back what we were saying before... I kind of want to watch it at everybody else's pace I wouldn't want to watch it no no all in one go now I mean, I, so that's another
4: I, like <laughs> I mean the three of us obviously watched the first one before yep. it was on but it was that something nearly killed that killed me it was something we were wanting to talk about
1: here in Key West we were out before it was in in this open and inclusive paradise you can be yourself make new friends and savor our live and let live vibe with LGBTQ+ friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Canes. Warm up with hand battered, cooked to order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle cut fries, garlicky buttered Texas toast and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. With everyone else, and, and yeah. I
4: think what we were discussing before, if we'd seen all of them and so. Someone we knew hadn't seen any of them, but were going to watch it. Did, did either? It, it's
3: of that you... social aspect. Go on. <coughs> did either of you check out the Twitter line of duty hashtag line of duty after the first episode?
2: I have to say I didn't. I intended to, but I did in the end.
3: It was fantastic because it, it, there was just so much shock and awe, you know, amongst the audience for that first the end of that scene the last first episode. No one expected
2: <laughs> that at the at last point. first episode. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I need to, <coughs> I need
3: to clear my throat. Can apologize.
2: I, uh, c- can I also say that um, the script is so good for this? The dialogue yeah. is so believable. I just, I just, um, mm. I think it's just so well done. And the ratings are incredibly poor. And but we're yeah. hoping that by talking about it, that we can
3: raise awareness. If it of just the, the it gets ten million years for the this. sixth episode, I think I think we should get some of that money. Well, the it, it consolidated
4: uh, ratings come out for the first
2: one? Not, offici- not officially no. yet. So but, look, well, I'll tell
3: you what I'll do. I'll look that up after I've talked about the next one. Which uh, I'll talk about this next one and then I'll hand over to Matt for the next two. Uh, oh, last night on Sky Atlantic was the the beginning of the new American cop show. Well, it's not a cop show really, but True Detective started at uh, 9 o'clock on Sky Atlantic. I'd already seen the first episode, which I think also Luke had. Uh, Matt, yes. did you get a chance to catch this? Not yet. All- no,
4: I will. I yeah. I will try and watch this and another one that I haven't watched yet as well on this list. Yeah.
3: The the hype around this is is up where we're Breaking Bad, The Wire. People are talking about this, you know, and and Game of Thrones. I have to say that this was eth- well. It's it's,
2: it's HBO again. It's HBO it? again,
3: and and they do their hype very well, and they deliver yeah. on their hype. Basically, starring Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. I don't know how to say that the name. There you go. I don't M- know how to say McConaughey. That. McConaughey. Is it M- McGonag- McGonaghy? McGonaghy, yes. He's got Matthew Mr. McConaughey. Mr. Mahonaghy uh, is a And basically it's told in a retrospective. I know Luke doesn't always like these, but uh, both detectives are being um, interviewed. We don't know quite who by yet. We think it's internal affairs or uh, detectives now, but they're being interviewed about uh, event, uh, events that happened some years ago around a murder investigation in America's Deep South. Uh, Louisiana, I want to say, but I'm not 100% sure. I didn't
2: say for, for definite, but yeah, it's somewhere like that. It's somewhere like bleak and, and, and empty like that.
3: And uh, Ma- Ma- Matthew Mahonahay plays the kind of very distant, uh, typically wronged detective, you know, he's got a, a, a daughter he doesn't see, a ex-wife, he's a drinker, he's a, a druggie, you know, he's, he's just, I mean, I, I think of, like, Rebus, and uh, and even DCI Banks in oh the first series, he's trying, he's a sm- trying to, to criticise He's a
2: smoker, he's a toker, he's and a midnight I, I just toker. say as
3: well, um, yeah. Gary was right
4: with Louisiana. Oh, oh right. good
2: gosh. I may have a stroke. <laughs> well,
3: like think the end of the podcast yeah, could you yeah. Say, is that alright I, I said May oh, I don't okay, know yeah. Woody Harrison plays more a straight shooting detective uh, you know family man but also with a bit of a bit of a bit of a checkered history I think is he having an affair a, a, checkered, <laughs> a checkered, checkered history was what so I
2: heard in that my uh, that the drinking problem
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, there's some lovely scenes with them in a car together, uh, and yeah. even the night that Matthew Mahonahay goes over to Woody Harrelson's house drunk, or stoned, yeah. I can't remember. But basically, yeah. this is a serial killer, epi- uh, show as well. There's, a uh, somebody going around killing people in very nasty and very graphic ways. Uh, I will
2: say, the, the atmosphere of this oh, is like, really beautiful,
3: good. Absolutely beautiful. Um... And I cannot wait. And the buzz that's coming over from America is that the first episode is is, is is probably the weakest of the lot. Once it gets, I did uh, find it, it gets I did going. find
2: Matthew McConaughey a little irritating. Um, but I, really? I, I think I find it, I think I find him irritating anyway. I think he's well. Just he's okay. He certainly
4: over the past few years has sort of reinvented himself as a sort of serious actor, yeah. hasn't he? And he's, um, you know, favourite to win an Oscar this year for his uh, performance in the Dallas Buyers Club
2: what i don't what I don't like about these shows and I've seen a lot of hbo shows <laughs> and um they they it never they never seem to speak up these characters they're always speaking quite quietly even when they're being you know saying something awful there's never that it's not dramatic in the sense of there's people rowing or anything like that well, but they, they used ju- to they in talk um, so six quietly feet under, i remember
4: yeah, there used they to be a lot of raised voices in that
2: yeah, but in but, you know, the mortuary, all their clients were dead, but <laughs> it it just, I don't know, it, it just, it felt like it never got going in some respects, because the the volume never got raised at any point, but I enjoyed the, the atmo- I enjoyed the atmosphere of it, and I enjoyed the tension of it, and actually, I know you picked up upon my dislike of... Uh, Going backwards and forwards. Yeah, but that didn't irritate me here at all. It didn't bother me one well, it, bit.
3: it wasn't quite done as flashbacks, was it? Really, it was done no. as part of an investigation, a part of a conversation. So I think it was a little bit different. High recommendation from me. Um, and of course, you can always catch up on Sky Atlantic and on demand, if you've got any access to those things. Um, and uh, yes, next episode will be uh, on Sky Atlantic next Saturday at nine o'clock. I'm
2: Gary also... says hi Gary says high. Repi- high uh, recommendation from him. But you'll learn later. He's still watching. Uncle and the Taste. So uh, think uh, about there that, is a full review
4: will. as well, isn't there, on the website of There is. It. There is. Yes.
3: Visit the website because com. I believe. Go much. and get my kitchen roll. Indeed, I'm off to go and have a look at the uh, the line of duty ratings while match Oh, up. I've done that already. Oh, okay. and all oh, oh, cool. oh, let's go so through, through up it for si- no, the, the, the good thing is they're up for episode two. They're up twenty two percent from episode one to episode two.
2: Do we have the compo- I, the, I uh, the consolidated
3: ratings? Yeah. No, I haven't found the consolidated. up Sorry. Yeah.
2: So what do you we know?
4: Okay, um, two shows now that are fla- flashing back to the nineteen nineties, oh,
2: um, as yeah. was True Detective. Oh, yes.
4: three. Yep, there you good. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the only connection gone, I think bastard. between True Detective and Moon Boy, unless uh, True Detective was set during the uh, nineteen ninety World Cup as well. They've both
3: there got Johnny Vegas in them. No. <laughs>
2: Jack Charlton was in the
3: episode, following
2: up Johnny Vegas is in both. Yes.
3: What,
4: dressed up as uh, Christopher Lloyd?
2: <laughs> yes. yes.
4: Uh, this, of course, the return of the Glorious Moon Boy that um, Chris O'Dowd uh, written and starring alongside David Rule as young Martin Moon. This was uh, the first, as I alluded to, the first episode set around... Um, uh, bleh, the World <laughs> Cup 1990. Sorry, my brain. I didn't.
2: said I would have the stroke, Matt. Okay, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. Uh, I'm going to have the yeah, stroke. Uh,
4: and uh, this, w- we saw the Moon family reluctantly going on holiday to um, Donegal and Martin basically wanting to leave straight away and uh, tried to hitchh- hitchhike back home and ended up uh, staying with some Romanians who were the opponents of Ireland in the uh, World Isn't Cup. Isn't it movement.
2: always the way?
4: And and it was just it was so it was just brilliant. I thought. I mean, I watched. I, I rarely watch things with anyone because obviously I'm I'm chained to my laptop most of the time. And,
2: and you're incredibly unpopular. Yeah, as a that's
4: true. But I watched yeah, right. this one with the with the. Fa- it's it's a good one to watch with the family. I think because there's nothing offensive in it really, is there? It's um, nothing too too brutal or anything like that. And it's just a nice watch. And it's very very funny. I think that's the main thing. Um, and I think I read that this happened to Chris O'Dowd. He tried. He he tried oh, really? to leave his holiday. Yeah, he tried. He didn't get as far as Martin did. He didn't get home, but right. he he was that annoyed that he had to go on holiday like a similar, you know, During distance from Club it. Yeah, like or just to another part of Ireland, like they do in Moon Boy. That he decided he wanted to hitchhike back home, but didn't get that far. So this is right. sort of. But this is it is based on his memories, isn't
3: it so yeah, I think you could tell that I think what I loved about this was um it's like it never went away mm. some shows well, when they take a break is... like that, you worry what are they going to do in series two, particularly when you 've got children involved, you know we talked about outnumbered a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, about how that's changed. This was like a continuation of series one, and I loved it uh,
2: I tell you that is that is what I, exactly what I was going to say, and it is actually the um the best um, way of, of uh, seeing if a show still works is Moonboy's been away for nearly two years, and they came it. back came back. Uh, it's been ready for yeah. a while though, hasn't it? Been it's been ready. It's been away for two years and it's just like you just stumbled across episode 7 of series 1. It was yeah. fantastic. I loved it. It's, it's, we said this before, it is charming without going across to sickly. It is great that they filmed it so soon so that um, David Rawl still had that boyish charm about him. There's nothing you couldn't enjoy about Moonboy. It is just so inoffensive no, I, and so sweet. Um, but I love it yeah the humour in it is
3: great and again just the I like, I like the fact that um, as well as you know focusing on Martin as much as they can you got a little bit more of the other sisters as well didn't you mm. and the family again mm. which is great because they've got a great cast hmm
4: I like the thing with the gothy sister and the the old woman down by the oh, beach, yeah. that little aside, that was nice. Uh, moving on to another show, this one in 1996, uh, My Mad Fat Diary returned for Series 2, uh, starring Sharon Rooney again as Ray Earl. This saw her actually ditch the diary for this uh, first episode, uh, writing a letter instead, uh, chronicling the rest of her summer as she headed towards college. Of course, those of us who watched the first series, I Am Me and Luke Are Not Gary... Uh, saw her uh, sort of begin her relationship with Finn, which sort of uh, continued into this episode. I thought and, and Luke I know we've discussed this off the podcast mm. that we both thought it was getting a bit too comedic to start off within this episode. It
2: uh, took about half an hour took for it about to half have an, an that hour feel, yeah because
4: the thing about my Mad Fat diary the way made it work was the balance between light and shade, and I mean the funny bits were funny, but I was worrying you know where where's the edge gone and, and it came back quite dramatically and by the end you thought yeah this is back my Diary Diary's back they've set up a new sort of would you say love interest for her, maybe or
2: Um, I'm hoping not hoping Hoping not because you
4: love Nico don't you not in that way but not like that (laughs)
2: He may listen to the podcast we've been talking. This week. Uh, you, um, you're, you're a fan <laughs> of
4: his work. That's just yes.
2: say that. Well, no, I I just like I like the dynamic in the group at the minute. Yeah, I know um, I know they like to mess that. And obviously,
4: I it. mean, there were some great great gags again with the nostalgia. I loved the um, how Ray's mum went crazy that. Um, They'd got a video and um, with a, a VCR built into TV the TV with a video now.
2: built in, yeah. That was just hilarious.
4: It's like, it's got yeah. a VCR built into built it. Built in. <laughs> um,
2: Some, sometimes it's more like Ashes to Ashes, really, than, uh, than the 1990s. It's incredible how dated that feels now. But again, I said it last time, this show shouldn't be for Matt and I. It's about a teenage girl... Struggling with with life, her appearance, her romance. You say but that, the way it is, yeah. I would
4: disagree. I think it's it's for it's for everyone. It's for anyone who's ever felt like no, an but outsider.
2: I, I, I don't, on paper,
4: I don't on think paper. it's aimed at at them though. I think I mean it's written. It is. I know it's based on a a book by uh, the real Rail, but it is adapted by a man. It's written. You know. It's it's mm. it it is basically. For, I know the lead is female and obviously it is dealing and with that but I feel like it. it's for anyone who's ever felt like you know an outsider anyone who's ever felt a bit different and this is this is what the show's about really
2: I think It is brilliant it is brilliant mm. and uh I probably if you haven't seen it for whatever reason probably best to try and catch up really before you go in to this one I would say but really, really good. Pleased to have it back, and they—they the, considering the cast are still virtual unknowns. They are fantastic in their in their prospective roles. Think they're great. That's Mad Fat Diary on Monday. In fact, Monday is about to get very crowded. Well, yes, um, because we've got the Moon Boy and Mad Fat Diary, And D- uh, and Silk very soon. So Monday night is the night, and University Challenge.
3: Can I just say as well, I know it's not on the list, but I did this week's DCI Banks was possibly this week's story even better than the first one.
2: I dunno, I found it a bit more Isn't annoying. it on
3: what I'm still watching? Um Oh yeah, sorry.
2: <laughs> are you are you still watching it, Matt?
4: No, I, I okay. it's not that I, it's not I on, oh yeah, it disliked on, yes, it. Sir. Mm. Um, it's just, um, you know, there's there's so many things that I've got to watch that some just sort of fall by the wayside. And if I've got mm. a spare minute, I, I tend to favour maybe a half hour comedy over an hour long drama that I think is going to be a bit bleak.
2: Say what you mean. Um, speaking of the bleak, Gary, <laughs> do you want to do the next one? Well, oh dear. Um, the the
3: 2014 Brit Awards were on this week. Uh, Wednesday night, up against the football. Uh, I started off watching the football, but... Uh, the football? Where is that? The <laughs> football. It was Arsenal the versus football. I've never
2: seen that series. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the
3: footballer's wife. Uh, the football. And, um, I-, I turned over... And now I'm going to the football. Uh, hosted this year by one of our favourite comedy actors from last year, James Corden, um, in possibly well his worst role ever. Uh, he's, he's done this, though. turned over this, just as he was... Time... Fifth time in a row or fifth time? I mean, yeah, the, like fifth and last. Fifth
2: and last. In
3: yeah. this episode, I mean, I heard him use the S word uh, just before 9 o'clock. What? I a should, Sunday. Sunday. No, yeah. it was actually dead on 9
4: o'clock. Yeah, it was. Pretty, oh, was it? Because <laughs> I was. 9 well,
3: o'clock. Maybe the clock in my front room was a little bit slow then or something. Ooh, but, the things um, you learn on the podcast. Well, that's right, yes. <laughs> uh, and also, did he snog Nick Grimshaw or did I yes. black that out of my no, mind? he did, but room. apparently
4: he did it last year as well and we'd all
3: forgotten I'm about.
2: so glad that had happened because if you'd dreamt that or imagined that, I'd be worried about
3: Yeah, I'd <laughs> be worried, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big winners this year were lots of bands I've never heard of and David Bowie. And the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> that. Oh, I've heard of, of the Arctic Monkeys, but I've given up since their first album. I mean, what um, I would...
4: Uh, sorry, Gary, you go on.
3: No, 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 because please, uh, no, take no. no. I, I, what I would have, say, I, and
4: I said the same sort of thing last year when we talked about the Brit Awards. is all these new bands, and I know we sound like a bit fuddy-duddy it's now. We're all in our not movies. like
2: they were in our day.
4: Yeah. yeah, but there's no character to them anymore. No. I mean, you see, yeah. like what? Is it, what were they called? Those brothers, Disclosure. They look about twelve. And there's just no personality. The same goes for uh, Bastille and Sam Smith. Was it Sam Smith?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, well, I the only, that... the oh, only characters on the show were like when Noel Gallagher. Kate, Noel Gallagher came on for a bit. Did a exactly. David Berry speech with Kate Moss.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase
0: necessary. Boyd, were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: There are the other... You know, they are, they have grown in this new generation, but like to think they're of the rebellious generation, and the speeches they gave were just... Balderdash, if you ask me. Yeah, and,
2: and, oh, uh, and it's uh, a bad time just that just... appeared on a podcast when <laughs> Matt says Balderdash. Um, and
4: then, obviously, One Direction won the... We're One Direction oh. Awards. I <laughs> didn't know and weren't sure what global they won. Global Award. And also, I mean, they did that... What was it? They did an award this year for the first time where people could vote on Twitter while the Brit Awards were on. Oh. And it went to One Direction. And I said, people I are so... it, this will go to One Direction because it's voted I, I voted
3: for Nirvana by going hashtag Brit Award Nirvana just to see if I could get it trending or something. It didn't yeah. work. Um oh, But yeah, oh, I really?
4: mean... I... I I'm going to defend James Corn to an extent. Um, I think he did have some decent gags, but I think they got lost in the crowd. They're just not a good audience, really, I think. No. And and now he goes among the the tables and stuff, and you can just see...
3: uh, Compare that to the TV awards that you two went to. Mm -hmm. I don't get the impression that the Brit Awards audience enjoyed themselves anywhere near as much as the TV awards people. Mm. To
2: be fair, we were told to
3: enjoy the ourselves guy from the but Cube. You. Oh, okay.
2: by the guy from the Cube. But yeah, we we still did. Well, um, at least the first yeah, hour. Yeah, no,
4: I think... But I think in the in the Brits audience, I know you've got the public there, but the people sitting down, there's not that many musicians there. It is mainly, you know, PR people, agents. You yeah. saw when he went to interview Kylie, for example, there were three blokes there, just three yeah. old random dudes. Just sitting there, and and they're not the people you're going to get with these, you know. Quite, I I thought some of the gags were all right, but I think over all the times he's hosted, I think this is one of Corden's weakest performances. Well, but you say about Nick, you say about Nick Grimshaw. He's, yeah, the, a... he's one of the favourites to host it next. Oh, along, make it start along, along with, with Emma Willis. Emma Willis. By then,
3: she wouldn't have been on every single. Bring tel- back
4: um, Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox, I say. No, no, bring, no, bring no. Back no, the no the, bring back the Osbournes. Bring yeah. back the Osbournes. Or what was the one we were talking about? Zoe Ball and Frank Skinner. Do you remember when they did it, Gary? But I remember. Speaking yeah, of
2: Kylie, yeah. I, remember J- I remember James Corden, Matt Horn, mm. and Kylie yeah. hosting one year. I quite
4: well. enjoyed that one. I think it, right. it goes down as a bit of a stinker, but I I thought it was all right at the time because it it, was it, had co- it did it come the year before year a- it was the year after the Osbournes had hosted, I suppose. Yeah. So I think um, anything. I, other I than think that. the
3: thing was, I mean, who was the who was the recipient of the of the big award at the end? I must admit, I there know. wasn't one. I was saying See, this to this, me this that's this a thing.
4: I said this to Luke, didn't I, the other day? I said the exact same thing. They do not have any more that greatest hits. Sort of yeah. uh montage that you can go off the air with. I mean, the last 2 years they haven't had that. Last uh, this year they went off the air with um Pharrell Williams and Nile Rodgers doing a bit of a mashup of um Happy and Get Lucky um which, you get know. Ha- yeah. And again <laughs> yeah. though, the Brit Awards ended by two Americans. Just saying. Uh, but but um, again, that oh, no, one
2: Matt wanted a uh, greatest hits medley from the script. Though, is course, is
4: Niall Rogers American? Yes. <laughs> okay, said just... Gary. <laughs> I'm just checking. He wasn't. I'm when... I'm uh, just checking, hold on. He, he wasn't when he was on the Life of Rock. To be fair, he was being played by mm. the cat, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah Danny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and was
2: it's also um, was born in it American. also. Yeah, also, the lowest-rated Brits for a while, and I think anyone oh, who...
4: everybody's watching the famous The Football. Yeah. The Football was on. <laughs> the football. Uh,
2: it's on it, again it, it next was... week as well. It was awful, and you just wonder whether James Corden... It, like... Yes, I watched it on an ITV2 repeat the other day, it... and I just... It comes it to just...
4: something when, like, Prince is at the beginning just presenting an award to Ali
3: Goulding. You yeah. Thought... I Amazing mean, it... that he turned up to that, but he can't be bothered to turn up to his own concerts at the moment.
2: It was. A, it was well, he's just. He's a massive amazed. James
3: Corden fan. Ah, uh, who isn't? Yeah,
2: he loved The Wrong Mans. Yes. We know. No,
3: he loved Horn and Corden.
2: All right. I know he loves a bit he was, of porn. He was the one who watched it.
3: Uh, moving on, I'm now going to hand over in a section that he doesn't normally feature in to the editor and runner of the website, Luke.
2: Well, it's funny, because I would have segued nicely, but it was nice to have an introduction. Yeah. Sky One have a brand-new drama series, and it is lighting up screens that have it on. Uh, the Smoke is a brand-new eight-part drama from Sky, and Kudos, who are behind, here we go again, Broadchurch, uh, and, and Spooks, and Hustle, and all those big shows. And Tunnel. Um, The tunnel, yes. The football. They do it all. Uh, The smoke... Was that... What was that, Kid
3: Spooks spin-off? Was it MI5 or MI9? No, Spooks Code 9. That's it, Code 9. Not MI High. No, I was thinking of a mash-up there. Uh,
2: The smoke, though, I thought when it started, very dramatic, hot beginning, but I thought, is this, you know, a way of doing London's burning for 2014? Uh, And it took about half an hour, and I was sort of waning... One thing I would say, Jodie Whittaker and Jamie Barber are one are fantastic actors. But then, about halfway through, it took a turn I wasn't expecting, and uh, really, I really, you know, started to respect it a lot more. But I don't want to say what that turn is, because no. Matt hasn't seen it, and it, it is it does have a okay. element of shock value. I will, to uh, it. I
4: will um, endeavour to watch it by
3: um, the next yeah. podcast, and then so without... so without without
2: spoiling, yeah, Gary, with, without you saw spoiling this it. Too.
3: I'm afraid I was too annoyed by Jamie Bamber's faux Cockney accent.
2: Oh, I know. Uh, oh, I know. Which, I, which, I managed. Which by went the in and end I managed out, to Depending put, on what yeah. scene he
3: was in, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know why he was doing it. It, it didn't no. fit him at all. Jamie Bamber is British. He has done very mm. American series. Well, he's, he's, also he's, also he's been more in British Lord than say Nile Rogers. I don't remember him having him such an awful accent in Law & Order UK. Yeah, but that was
2: an awful show, so we no, don't know whether yeah, that's the remember. case.
3: Um, I, I, I liked it. I mean, as you say, fire any, any fire brigade drama in this country is likely to get compared to London's Burning. Uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. That was a good series in its beginning. Um, and yes, they do go for a shock at the beginning and towards the end of the episode, as you quite rightly say. Um, I was a little but, uh, bit disappointed that so much didn't get explained until the end of the episode. It's very hard, yeah, I found it's that very hard not to talk about this. So I think we'll do this again yeah. when Matt's seen it and see what he thinks. Because really, only in the last few scenes do you really get an understanding of what this show is. Oh, no, well, I wish it's I'd done. seen it now. But yeah, yeah. But
2: also, I also it, it's it's reminds me of of uh, scripts um, when a writer's good because on this I was thinking, have I missed what they have I missed all the the exposition and the backstory, or is it yet to come? Whereas in things like Line of Duty, you know things are coming. On this, I had no... I didn't know. It was just poorly done that I didn't actually know whether and I what I, I have to them. say what again, was I thing. was
3: disappointed with the lack of Jodie Whittaker, Whittaker but I'm guessing yeah. there will be more of her to come.
2: I have seen episode two, okay. and it does improve, but um, I'd be interested to hear Matt's views, so and we'll cover this again. Yeah. The smoke is on... On demand on Sky. It is also on Thursday nights on Sky One at night. And I think
3: there's a repeat. I think maybe tonight. Actually, I think on yeah on Sky One. Um, I'm sure oh, they, yeah. sort of they're repeating it. So there you are.
4: Uh, oh, next, next stop. Uh, I'll do this one. Uh, Edge of Heaven, which is um, a new ITV comedy drama. Oh. Any, did anyone? I Luke, you watched some of this, didn't you?
2: I watched some of this. I'll tell you what, you cannot call it a comedy or a drama. No, this I was going to say, know...
4: if you let me carry on, it, it wasn't Ugh. funny. I don't, don't even know where the drama comes in. I think um, I should just, I'll give a little bit of the plot. This is set in a Margate, apparently 1980s-themed B&B, starred, um, is it Camille Kaduri, is that the actress's name?
2: Uh, uh, from him and her, him and, her yeah, yeah. Yes.
4: and Blake Harrison from *The Inbetweeners* is a mother and son. Uh, she's very, she's the proprietor of the B&B. He, he, her son, who's very, again, playing like a dopey romantic oh, so as he has annoying. done in *Um Big Bad World* and in *Way to Go*.
2: Um, He's so annoying. He was getting
4: married to a girl who he shouldn't get married to It's it's very evident that he should get married to the Or be with the other girl Her friend played by uh, Louisa Leighton from Who used to be in EastEnders of course But
2: uh, this is complete paint by numbers yeah, We know numbers. what's going to happen
4: Yeah exactly I mean I don't want to sit through six episodes To see what, what's going to happen here I mean they had two There was su- such obvious gags There was a gay couple who were both had the same name <laughs> both called Gary. Hello. Uh, um, Hello. (laughs) There was was a gay couple both called Gary in Edge of Heaven. Um, Oh, God. Heavy heavy panting now.
2: Oh, my God. I won't ask what Gary's actually doing at the moment. Uh,
4: But basically, as Luke said, this was paint-by-numbers stuff. I don't know who this was for. Um, Someone in a review I read suggested that this was ITV's attempt to do sort of a modern family thing and I think They've oh, got a, they have gotten a point to an extent that it had a gay couple in it, and it had, like, an age gap romance in it.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Gary gone on a marathon or something. <laughs> I moved, no, no, moved, moved it
3: away while I recover. Okay. <laughs> so, uh,
4: <laughs> so Edge of Heaven, not recommended. Can I do, I know it's disappeared, but no. can I do Dolan M very quickly as well? Uh, let,
2: let me just quick. have my, my pittance on... Uh, on uh, on Edge of Heaven, okay, you're absolutely right. I don't, I don't know who this is for. I don't know why it's made. It's, it was the lowest uh, 9 p.m. on a Friday for ITV in, I think, their history. I mean, Jimmy, not to bring up Mr. Jimmy McGovern again, but one of the things he said at the screening is, why write something that doesn't matter? I, actually, and
4: I had, to, sorry,
2: go e- on. And Edge of Heaven is one of those things that. Doesn't matter. I don't know why it's on. And screen. I mean, it's it squandering is... some good
4: performers because you had. a I mean, I, we really enjoyed Camille Caudrey oh, uh, and him always. and her. Adrian yeah. Scarborough was in this. Marshall Warren and they, you know, yeah. they are properly good performers. And I, I had a look up because I was writing a review of this. I had a look up uh, the the writer Robert Evans, and it turned out he he uh, worked a lot on kids' TV, and you could sort of tell because oh, every God. character was sort of a walking cliche. Um, yeah, okay. so Doll and M, which, is, have you done Luke, by the way, on, yes. on Edge of Heaven, uh, yeah. which is a new show uh, on Sky Living, uh, stars Emily Mortimer and Dolly Wells as sort of exaggerated versions of themselves. It's basically so Dolly split up with her boyfriend and move uh, in with Emily, who lives in L.A., I believe it was. Have you really watched this, by the way?
2: Yeah, tried,
4: tried. tried. I watched 10 minutes and gave up. Okay, um, uh,
2: fifteen and gave up. Uh, I win.
4: Okay, <laughs> I watched all twenty-one minutes. I don't. Know oh I well, to stay cute. for the six.
2: Bing, 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 bing. Um,
4: Get a medal.
2: Um,
4: basically, uh, she then starts working as her assistant. This was so. I mean, I can understand why you two um, gave up on it. I think this was very incidental. It's. It, I think it draws comparisons to the trick. Uh, would be yeah. I, I was thinking of that happening. when I saw it. But what I would say, and I, I, I I'm going to sh- consider changing my opinion after both of you guys said you didn't make it all the way through, is that I thought they needed longer in this first episode to just explain all the sort of dynamics of it because it just felt to me so slight, so there well, was it's nothing. Improvised, yeah,
0: like,
4: it? it, yeah. It's one of the, it just they they did have their set pieces like the you know her dry, not being able to control the car.
2: Yeah, but I getting, found that funny in the trailer, and I got uh, locked out it. of
4: the house. I mean, next week's episode actually does look, or this coming week's episode does look funnier. It, it um, features a cameo
3: by Susan Sarandon in this in this upcoming do, one. Do you know right? what I thought this looked like? This looked mm. like DVD extras this looked like <laughs> the sort of thing that you would put <laughs> on a DVD as here's what we did when we were hanging around the set and we had nothing better to do and we had a camera in our hands.
4: Yeah, I can I, I, understand I, yeah, that. I, I mean, as that. well, with the trip, you had, I mean, Steve Coogan and I'm Rob Bryden are both familiar We know who they are. For Dolly yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't even realise, myself and Luke had actually seen her in something earlier this week because she was in the first <laughs> episode of Peep Show. Um,
2: oh, God! <laughs> Of course. Is that everyone... where she's
3: known from?
4: She's
2: no, she's, well, things, she's, she's I not say, known, I really.
4: Why, I, I, I understand why she was very depressed at the beginning of the episode, because obviously she's been in some girls. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Do you know, it, this is
2: like... Podca- this is like every other podcast we've done. We've slagged off some girls and bigged up broad shit. Uh, Are we ever gonna move on? Oh in God! Life? She was uh,
3: in Noel Fielding's luxury comedy
4: she's as done well. A lot of comedy. I mean, probably most famous for um, Star Stories, I think. Was oh, was most in, but she's, but yeah. even, she's done but, a lot of British comedy shows. But she's never been prominent in anything. And I I'll think I'm no.
3: just checking if she's been in the bill. Yeah, she has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course yeah. she has. Yeah. okay.
4: Is that obviously Emily Mortimer is a lot more successful, but a lot of people won't even know that, who sort of Dolly Wells is to get the central gag, really. I think uh, that's one I'm of not the...
3: even entirely sure too many people who know who. Enough people know who Emily Mortimer oh, uh,
4: enough people. I mean, Emily Mortimer's been in, like, you know, not just, say, the newsroom and stuff like that, but she has been in some fairly big films. I mean, she was sure, in one of the... I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying,
3: I don't, I don't think she's but a
4: really star. <laughs>
2: You wouldn't stop you wouldn't stop on the street and go, That's Emily Mortimer. Would Not you?
4: like those two women did in the episode.
2: No exactly well, like that's that almost when I gave up.
4: Yeah, I can understand that. I was a bit maybe they're fans of the newsroom. But she's been in some I mean, she was in Shutter Island, she was in the Pink Panther films. The, the, the kids the, Scream Three, Nottingham Yeah. I mean she has been in mm, big no. movies, but again I would agree. With um, Luke, that you wouldn't stop her on the street, and I'm.
2: But again, checking, uh,
3: oh no, she wasn't in the bill. Shocker.
2: But again, <laughs> as with Edge of Heaven, we could say this about and M. Again, it doesn't matter. Why is it a thing? Hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it has no purpose. So it
4: felt um, so inconsequential, is what it yeah. felt
2: like. It doesn't matter. I will have forgotten about this. By this by this time next week. If not by this time <laughs> tomorrow, I have forgotten about it. It doesn't matter well, in my life. Um uh, Louis the back on BBC okay. Two. About <laughs> the dementia again, <laughs> Sorry, yes. Um so what are we watching is coming, no? but oh, not right, before sorry. we talked about um the return. Act. Another double act. More well known yes. this time. Anthony Deck are back with Saturday night takeaway. Um I am the only one of the three to have seen it at this point in the game as Matt and Gary are watching the voice still.
4: Like most of the nation. Yes. Well at least so, 1.2 million more. than.
2: I tell you what what I like about Dex 79 takeaway is they have a lot of fun with it. It is traditional Saturday night entertainment. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, provided by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: And even... I mean, they, they're not even you know, trying to pretend it's original, but they even did a sort of nod-to-nose house party NTV, surprising somebody in their living room for a very small amount of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was sort of same old, same old, but never gets old, if you know what I mean. It's, they, they make it fun, they have a, a good time with it, that comes across and you enjoy it as an audience member. But- and um, th- we need more shows mm-hmm. like this. I think really, as well now.
4: because we're of the sort of generation that remembers things like the Generation Game and Noel's House Party and things like that. Mm, I think we three, enjoy two, this one. more than maybe you know younger younger people who mm. have you know it's got that nostalgic edge to it. I think in a way. At
2: no point will we ever say anything derogatory or, or, or disparaging about Anton Deck on this podcast. Well, other than the- that,
3: Deck is a bit of an idiot for chopping off his finger.
2: That was Ant, so even Only that wasn't disparaging. <laughs> <laughs> just cut this bit that, even that wasn't disparaging. You, you, could had just one,
3: ju- you had a one in two chance <laughs> I, <laughs> I had know, it's a chance <laughs> and I got the book one. Can you just <laughs> edit that incredible. bit out and do it again? Hold on. <sighs> no. There was a good chance that I might have... D- oh, no, forget it. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, what we're still watching in this
3: order. Gary, Luke, Matt, go. Uh, right, no. I've got quite a list. Uh, Uncle, which is now finished, which I'm glad he's coming back for Series 2. The Voice, The Taste, that's my The Programmes. <laughs> uh, uh, how I Met Your Mother series nine or oh nine god, four. I'm so
2: glad you told. I didn't know what him why, um, oh. is. Oh sorry,
3: but that's how I met your mother. I was trying to keep the space okay. game. Uh, okay. Line of duties we talked about the excellent DCI Banks. I'm still watching a bit of Salamander, the Belgian drama yeah, on PC about four. Salamander. No, we haven't. Maybe yeah. we'll do that.
2: Were they in that Big Brother with Brian Bellows? Pretty sure they were. That
3: was Sam and Emma. Uh, okay. Then we have The right, the Life of Rock, and I can't remember, is it Brian Pugh or something? Brian,
2: Brian Perrin, Perrin or Brian Perrin. Something. Perrin, Perrin. Uh, Perrin. This is
3: excellent, and as Matt referenced, an excellent Find cameo it. from the cat out of Red Dwarf playing uh, Noel Luke, Rogers, which I thought does was it, hilarious. Luke's seen it now and wasn't a fan.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not, not a fan. I, I think this works less well because the people <coughs> who are involved are uh, sort of well-known. And also, I hate thick and Bob oh, in this. Oh no,
3: come on! They're oh, going like to Come oh, on! Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I agree with that. i disagree grow out. Grow out. Grow up on your high horse. Yes, that's probably what. I they can't did. get
2: on it. It's so bloody high. I oh, can yeah. never. I need a stepladder to get on my high horse. Uh
3: Also, watching American Wise, I'm watching the excellent Suits on Dave and Nashville on more And I've got no idea why I'm watching Nashville. It doesn't fit any of the other shows I'm watching. <laughs> I still like it's, it. Okay. It's like no, the I'm serious. But I mean, it's, to, uh, Yeah, I, you know, I just, I just like Nashville. It's an alternative to everything else I watch. Yeah.
2: Um. Right. Um. Let's do the one that matters. Uh. Like, I'm still oh, watching. Okay, okay, then. No. Uh, I'm right. I'm still watching. Uh. The the brilliant you said line the, of the duty. The one that
4: matters. That's me. Matt. Matt no. yeah.
2: Um. I'm still watching the brilliant line of duty. The uh excellent last leg. Just find that the most. Enjoyable show of the week, actually, as far as um, comedy is concerned. so Banks is still on my list. The superb Inside Number no. Nine, which I I like Inside Number no. Nine because what I like about it is you literally mm. know nothing about what you're about to watch. I don't even read any previews no, on it. Know. I don't want to yeah. know. Anything about it? I just want to be drawn in. Uh, I'm still sticking with outnumbered. I want to see where it goes, and I do think there are some strong performances in there. And Friday nights, I'm still enjoying the Graham Norton show as well because I think he's the best chat show host on telly. Okay, um, I opt
4: for this one because I do. I mean, I am watching like. The oh, last stop le- being the master. The last leg in the Graham. That's Norton. why your parents what? called you what? Matt. What, what, what I. <laughs> What I've done this week is sort of cut out the ones that I I wouldn't watch if I weren't
3: reviewing, okay? an ah, well answer. So. You are
2: such a giver.
3: <laughs> I'm particularly um, looking forward to the one after The Good Wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh
4: The Voice uh as well as Gary said we're both watching this. Um but as as we mentioned just before the podcast, um oh, we're not I, sure it. What's I was gonna, gonna it. Take my headphones of, um, off. Take my headphones off because it's just annoying. Stop spinning and whether Anton Death will take over in the ratings. Yeah. Death in Paradise. I'm surprised that I'm still watching, but it's on. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm enjoying it. It's very, very lightweight. It's it's on taxing TV. I'm only watching it if it is on when I'm sort of you know doing something, you know, like the dishes. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly, and and I mean this week's one was—it's always got someone you know familiar in the supporting cast. This week they had um, Mark Heap and Paul Barber, who played Denzel in Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, obviously, Line of Duty. I just,
2: what? I just never thought Denzel would come up on the podcast at any point. Uh, I'm so glad he has.
4: Inside number nine, uh, as Luke mentioned, uh, just quickly on inside number nine, we had a bit of feedback from uh, Luke's mate, Tim Kelly, on the Facebook group, uh, www.facebook.com, slash TheCustardTV. We are now up to 80 likes, by the way. Oh! oh, oh, Um,
2: Like my face!
4: uh, Tim Kelly says, he says, every episode has been flawless so far. Episode two was probably the funniest, Funniest thirty minutes I've watched this year. That
2: was the one with. Uh, I agree. In fact, I've watched that twice in the now. Chaplin
4: and Dennis Lawson.
2: I've watched it. Gary, will you do me a favour? Will you just watch that one? Episode just, two like,
4: of Inside. Episode Number two Nine. of
2: Inside Number Nine. Just watch that okay, for me yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point. Okay. Please. Um, Thank you.
4: Also on my list we have The Good Wife, which is. um It's just great. I mean, I don't tend to watch a lot of American shows. Not. Out of choice, but just out of you know time, time management. I did use. Well,
2: often to... he's reviewing, of course. I did. I did to...
4: used to watch a lot of US TV back. You know, Prison Break, 24, back that sort of era. Um, but The Good Wife again. It's it's sort of an easy watch. I think this is an American drama that Luke would like as well. It's sort of yeah. legal. It's soapy, and it's got some good performances. Christine Baranski is particularly good as the older lawyer Diane. And it's had the
2: older lawyer, uh, the also, older lawyer Diane, also, the Mrs. McMurdo of yeah, the show. If also, you will.
4: Um, oh, she's just uh, she's just in the process of becoming a judge. Also, in this episode, we have Rita Wilson, Miss Tom Hanks's wife, as as a yeah. guest lawyer. And uh, eight out of ten cats does countdown here. No, no, uh, you've,
3: written, you've written cats do countdown, and I want to know <laughs> which episode the <laughs> cats do countdown because I yeah. want to see was that. the one episode. with um, Danny Don, <laughs> Danny
4: John Jules. Ah, uh, yes. well done. Yeah. And Cat D. Clever. Yeah. Cats does <laughs> all, the, all the cats
3: do countdown. <laughs> and uh, the woman who played Pussy Galore out of uh, James Bond. Oh, don't bring Pussy Galore Okay, uh,
4: so But yeah, again, I mean, there was a lot more shows, like I said, like the last leg, like, like Graham Norton show, that I watched sort of to relax, and 8 of 10 Cats Does and actually had quite yeah. a you know a, a decent lineup this week with James Corden and uh, Jack D both participating I was
2: surprised how little Jack D said <laughs> or did though yeah. no, but I I still enjoyed it a lot it's one of my favorites
4: uh, outnumbered as Luke said um and well I sort of know where it's going to go because I have actually sort of skipped yeah. ahead and watched the end of episode. but I will I will watch it when it's on and also what all of them which survive sort of fits into my you know untaxing easy to watch comedy sort of thing.
2: What are you doing that's so taxing that you need all these non-taxing shows? Uh, okay. I'm week, sorry, probably.
4: I work at the post office. It's
2: hard work. Oh, yeah, that is oh. great. Oh, my God. Car okay. Taxing. Yes, I am <laughs> <Huh>? car <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there um, you go. Oh, okay. Oh, um, um, coming up to the football. end well, of the month,
4: there's a lot of car taxing going on. Yeah. Will any of
2: these will any of these shows feature on our what we're still watching in the coming weeks i've a the feeling they will uh, nice silk link. returns for the third series on monday night at 9 and uh, we spoke earlier about the uh, the of Monday night what with D Banks Moonboy My Mad that Diary and now Silk on as well uh, Gary Tuesday
3: yes uh, Tuesday is another program in the uh, BBC series about the Great War it's called The Necessary War and basically it's a debate audience style similar to like a question time uh, where they're actually going to bring up situations and suggest whether uh, the Great War was was actually uh, l- l- you know necessary um, they're going to talk mm, about the cost the title, of the I war presume. not only the, the financial but the human cost of the war. Uh, and I believe we're going to have some historians on there who are going to talk about certain incidents of World War One. I. I think much more than World War Two, what I've learned about World War One was that it was the hard slog, and the fact that we weren't defending our country so much; we were defending yeah. against Europe, uh, and that we well, were. sequels are always to, to di- the originals
2: part. are always better. And, and I there think.
3: was
4: there's another World War One documentary I think on
3: Friday night next week. As yes, well. that's the right. Pity of War. That's it, yes, there's another one, but look yeah. But I, I've thought, as a bit of a, a World War One interest, but above, I, yeah. I've really enjoyed I think I think
2: originals are always better, sequels are harder to pull off. Aliens was slightly better I than think. Alien, I'd say.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I preferred Three Men and a Little Lady to Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> there
3: you are. Uh, what, was to their own. Sequel, what was your sequel that was better than the first
2: one? Um, Toy Story 3 was better than the other two's Toy Stories. There you are. Uh, Email us uh, or
3: tweet us in With your Yeah With your the film sequels, sequels yeah, TV no. podcast <laughs> yeah. yeah Okay uh,
2: Matt cover the next two As the uh, BBC Okay three BBC me, three please.
3: sitcoms
4: uh, Pram Face Is back for a third series um, I don't think I, Any of us have really Watched this one No, uh, no. But it's it, it seems to be popular Angus Deaton And uh, Anna Chancellor Among the supporting cast uh, Bluestone 4 Two. One that I did watch sporadically And caught yeah, a very good Christmas special
2: that was on. Uh, uh, Matt, not to sound too much like a Destiny's Child uh, single, but question: um, Do you think Bluestone Four Two will appear on iPlayer before it appears on Thursday night? Well, it, will, they it should be on it?
4: there now if it is, because they used they were oh. doing it a week ahead, weren't they? They seem to have dropped oh, that sorry. now because they didn't do it with uh, a yeah. ball. I'll they do it the, with the line. are they doing uh, it terrible. with either pram face or bluestone 4 two
2: leave it with me we'll leave it with me, Gary's Matt. doing some to... research but yeah I'm bluestone 4
4: two okay. I think I mean it's set during in like an Afghan uh, bomb disposal unit but at the same time it's got you know it, its roots are in traditional shows like um a bit of Dad's Army and a bit of um, it ain't half up mum in that sort of respect um, and Matthew Lewis of uh, Harry Potter and the Syndicate fame.
2: I have to say not as well reader. I think I didn't give this fair shot first time because I remember reading a lot of news about how the the language was terrible and it was just over the top and having seen it I think I did wrong there. Did, the, really did you watch the Christmas special? No, oh. cuz it got moved uh, so about I reckon and I that really would wish be I had. A
4: good route in for people who yeah. not see who didn't watch the first series if you can hunt down the Christmas special cuz it introduced the new character as well played by Matthew Lewis and it's sort of I think it turned over a new leaf and one of our favourites Tony Gardner is in this as well he's probably one of his better roles actually as the sort of commander of the group Uh,
3: Having done a bit of research The Google kid has done his research Pram pram Pramface is uh, on the iPlayer right now to watch But Bluestone42 is not which I think is strange, because I agree with you. I would have put both up And I agree that not doing that with Uncle, I think, hurt it a little bit as well. Uh, thank you, Google Kid. Thank you. I've also got some, uh, before we move on to the preview, a bit of instant feedback uh, from one of our friends on Twitter. Someone who's been on the show before, Sam Sparrow, she actually tweeted that she'd just watch House of Cards Series 2 in one go, so I asked her... Uh, what did she thinks she i didn't watch it in one guy actually. I watched two to three episodes ago. Oh. I actually prefer binge watching and tend to do that with Sky plus <laughs>
2: okay uh Jonathan Crink returns on Friday for a three part fifth series. It was last time on screens in on in e- over Easter last year. Uh, but it was also the last proper series it had takes us all the way back to 2004. Uh, somebody on Twitter today said to me, is it something I need to catch up on? No, not really, because uh, Alan Davis is the only original character still there. Uh, they've moved him on really well, but I just don't know, in the age of Line of Duty and Sherlock and Silk and Luther, whether Jonathan Creek still fits, but it used to be one of my favourites.
4: It's light-hearted, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. I don't... I think it might be... And and now they've put it on Friday nights as well. I think they might mm. actually be aiming for that sort of... No, uh, no
2: doubt it'll get good ratings. Hmm, That's hmm. not
3: the and question. Poor old edge of heaven. Yeah. Uh, I, Gary? The yes, next uh, two, uh, two American shows. Um, the first ever broadcast showing, or terrestrial showing, of NCIS LA, the NCIS spin-off, is going to start this Friday on Channel 5 at 10 o'clock. Uh, this is excellent. Again, it takes three or four episodes to really get it going. Uh, in fact, after about episode four, it kind of completely changes its its look as well. We- really makes a difference. Uh, it's got big names in it from from movies. I mean, it's got LL Cool J uh, and the guy who played Robin in Batman and Robin, whose name is Casey, but, uh, Chris O'Donnell. Uh-huh. Chris O'Donnell. Thank you very much. Oh, come on. I did reference a film he was in. That's good enough, isn't it? Uh, and, and, and I quite liked it. Uh, it, it. There's a lot of them. I think BB, uh, Sky One are already showing about Series 5. I four, love that it's just so, LL
2: Cool J, the bloke who played Robin.
3: Well... That, yeah. th- they were the main two, you know. So, uh, yeah. it's very good. Uh, don't be put off by one of the women's uh, slightly weird eye. Um, the black. Yeah, she's got a weird eye. Always took me off the program. Sorry. Strange. Um, you know, to... um, yeah, that's made you laugh. Also, returning on Friday night on Sky Living is uh, the second part of the first series of The Blacklist. Uh, this is particularly excellent. Uh... And uh, I'll be watching with, uh <laughs> And I can't quite work out why that's made me from that half <laughs> laugh so much. Don't
2: leave uh, Luke now, I That's the weirdest review I've ever heard.
3: You won't get that on the Radio Times website, <laughs> I tell you. all their are awful podcasts. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd like to see them come up with a line like that. Uh, high recommendation of the blacklist. <laughs> they don't even have Mrs.
4: McNamara, either.
2: Um. So if you would like to interact with us during the week, perhaps get your... Uh, comments read out on the next podcast, we are all about the little people uh getting in touch people of restricted height now if you'd like to get in touch with us on Facebook and give us that all important eighty like, you are more than welcome to it's facebook dot com forward slash the custard t v also on Twitter I am at lu t v And they go up at the end.
4: I uh, (laughs) I am at Matt's TV Bytes, and can I just say as well, we are currently looking for old shows to review. Um, Yes, to the recent uh, podcast uh, on Peep Show. This is our TV club. If you can think of any old British TV shows you'd like us to review, get in touch on the Twitter or on the Facebook.
2: And we are classing old as anything up until like 2010, 2010, 2011. Yeah, 2010 seems fair. Uh, okay, that is it for another week. We will be back. We'll be discussing Jonathan Creek, the welcome return of Silk, and a load of other stuff on the next podcast. Oh, we got to finish on a song, Go Gary. On, Larry. The floor, the
3: floor is yours. They call me Mr. Bombastic, semi fantastic. Stick me on the butter, call me Mr. Boom, <laughs> Bombastic.
4: Download this
3: podcast from thecustardtv.com.
1: 18 plus.